Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. This is Gourmet with a quick note before we get the episode started. I have something exciting to tell you about. We have launched the Fat Guy Forum Patreon. That's right. You can now become a monthly supporter of the show for just a few dollars, less than a cup of coffee a month. You can support keeping these amazing dude stories coming to you. And there's even a bonus at one of the tiers that I think is going to be very exciting. I have some great ideas to come to as we develop this, but I wanted to get it launched and in your hands. So if you enjoy what you hear on this show and you want to help me to keep it coming to you, please go over to that link in the show notes. And that is patreon.com slash keto. Thank you so much, my friends, and on to the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy, and I am happy to have you with us today, as I am also happy to have with me our guest, the guest on this week's episode. His name is Will Menard, and Will, how are you doing? I am doing really good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad we're finally getting to talk. We had to reschedule because of some construction issues uh, around here last week. So we're we're getting to finally connect. And so I don't want to I don't want to keep you from the people any longer, man. So, <laughs> so Will, tell us what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum. Um. So I have hit a point uh, to want to not be the fat guy anymore um to want to change my life entirely not just based on me being fat which you know in the beginning is where i thought all the problems stemmed from um and you know as the years passed and i kept trying to make that the problem for all the problems that were um i started to realize that that wasn't it um and it started, you know, it started really young, uh, and it was never really addressed uh, as a kid, my weight. So I never, I never really looked at it as a problem either. Uh, it did definitely not give me the life I was wanting, which eventually became the realization I needed to actually do something about it. But being a kid and... Um, having the struggles I had with just my family of um, growing up in a split home and not getting the emotional needs met that I that I suppose anybody would need growing up. Um, I got that through food. And it started at, at such a young age to where just just going, going shopping with my mother um she she would she would give me that that love she didn't know how to give really any other way by like feeding me and me me getting that reinforcement through food i i found that reinforcement myself through food so anytime i would start to feel down i would eat Anytime I would start to feel happy, I'd want to eat. Like it was just connected to every emotion that that I started running into, um, because eventually 
the people that were in my life started falling away or becoming distant and food was always there. And I didn't, I didn't want to realize, or I suppose I, I ignored everything else that was happening and just focused on the happiness that food brought me because that's what I could control. And with, with that being, with that being your life, um, where the emotional connections that you don't have anywhere else is just food. Um, you know, it was, it was quite, it was quite sickening. Uh, now that I like look back on it and am where I am now mentally, uh, I, I'm appalled that, that I had nobody like around me at, at a young age to catch me, to catch me in that. Um, and you know, there were, there were times, you know, people would say something like my teachers, you know, going to school, like people outside of the immediate family, like, like, Hey, his weight is a problem. Something should be done. Um, and it, that, that was pretty much it. But, you know, instead of, instead of it being something that would happen at home, because I had two home lives then at that point with, you know, living with my mother on the weekends and then my father on the weekdays, uh, you know, access to food was just indefinite. And like they didn't end on good terms. So like they didn't really communicate very well. So I mean, when I would leave one and go to the other, I'd be like, yeah, I didn't eat there. And I'd eat again. And it, uh, <laughs> you know, I did that. I did that every, everywhere, like every chance I could. It was just all like, oh, I can eat again. Like, and I took that opportunity every time. Um, and eventually it just, it, it led me to be, to be shut off from everyone and everything that I needed to grow as a person. And the, the outcome to that was by the age of 10, I believe 10 and in third grade, I... I wanted to kill myself and um, that that led to my first time being hospitalized um, for for that and then being diagnosed with depression and you know <laughs> just, just so many other things and then being being pushed into going to see therapists and of course me being that that young and being in a broken home I didn't want to talk I didn't I didn't want to speak because I didn't think anybody cared because that's that's pretty much all it's been my whole life is nobody nobody caring but I had food and I still felt that that was great and and it it led me to become cold um and eventually 
it led to after that point um shutting shutting myself in my room and shutting the world away and just doing what I needed to do to to get by day to day um i i didn't realize or know what i needed to do um to to prepare for a life um and that you know that's a whole nother side of the whole fat thing is that i just thought everything that was happening was because i was fat right and i didn't i didn't want to acknowledge it was because i wasn't loved by my family because like i was like oh they have to love me they're my mom and dad and like sure to a point they do but then there's also like to to be those people in in somebody's lives like you have to give like you have to be able to give something and while they gave the best that they could and i understand that and i'm okay with that now um you know it was still difficult and it's still something that has to be worked through not just for myself but anybody else who goes through that kind of stuff um and so i i think at that time when when i was hospitalized i was probably at like 230 so like third grade maybe hitting like 230 um and then after that hospitalization uh and like trying to communicate emotional responses of how i'm supposed to be feeling during that time i was in there um things just started rolling downhill more uh, mentally for me and i started just finding more comfort in food and unfortunately that wasn't addressed at that time and i guess i guess it started at a really young age that i i expected if it was a problem somebody would start doing something and it didn't need to be me um and that unfortunately, you know, got drilled into my head by myself, uh, which, which, you know, has led me to be where I am today, though I am correcting and doing what I can, you know, it's still a struggle uh, to fight, to fight that mindset that I instilled uh, because I was unwilling to see any other option. Once, once that happened, um, I, I ended up like having no friendships, uh, because I just, I didn't find any comfort in that. Like I felt everybody was like playing a part, uh, like it was it was needing to be done because they needed to fulfill something for themselves. And I just didn't want to partake in that. And at that point, my mother was uh, living in Pennsylvania. So while I was in Indiana with my father uh, and we would be uh, my, I would be going to see my mother in Pennsylvania. Um, 
just that negative reinforcement of a food for comfort would still be enforced by my mother, even with my weight growing uh, during that time. Uh, now, my father and my stepmother, I mean, they, you know, they tried, they tried to like make, hey, let's sit at the dinner table and have dinner, you know, they, and it wasn't the best food, of course, but I mean, they tried to put consistency into it and thought and care but I just didn't, I wasn't open to that. And so I kept pushing it away. And I would say about, about three years passed. Um, so I was like hitting 15, 16. And I was up in Pennsylvania. Uh, and I, I would be going to visit with my sister uh normally when we would do that but at that point my sister hit 18 so she was off doing her own thing with her friends down in indiana and i went up to go visit my mother um who at that point was now living with my grandmother who was like on dialysis and like taking care of her uh so i went up there that summer and was helping with that and uh that summer um yeah I th it was like the day of my birthday or the day after uh she my grandmother had a dialysis appointment uh and she my mother let me sleep in and took her herself and while she was getting her out of the car i guess there was a problem and she ended up falling and she went into cardiac arrest and uh, my mother came home and woke me up and let me know that my mother had passed, my grandmother had passed away because of that. And I, I just felt responsible. Um, because like, while, while I was pushing like all that, um, like emotion away, like I knew how it felt and I knew how bad I felt without having it. But like, I saw everybody around me, like needing that. Like I know that my mother and my father struggled with their things growing up. Um, and they tried their best. Uh, and, but, and they, they have their addiction They're They're both alcoholics. Um, and, you know, it hurt so much to see them choosing that over, you know, what seemed like over their kids. Um, and I wanted so bad to be the reason that they that they wanted more, that they wanted to achieve something more. Uh, so to see like to to just get devastated with that and like have that responsibility. Cause I do like, I put a whole bunch of responsibility on myself for like the emotional response of people. And, uh, it, it destroys me. <laughs> and, uh, it's something I've gotten a quite a bit better with since I've started this journey of helping myself. Um, but it is definitely still a problem. Um, so once uh once that happened, I just 
it just, it just it just kept rolling downhill like it was just one hit after the other um especially because i wasn't doing anything to to make anything better uh because i was in the mindset of wow everything bad is happening to me and that's what i was looking for to happen and once once i left there that summer uh and i went back to school i i just i i was done i ended up i ended up i well through throughout my whole childhood i had behavioral problems you know from from the split home and just the way i grew up you know i didn't listen to authority i just was a little a little shit <laughs> um and at, at w once i returned that summer and went back to school i ended up getting uh removed from my homeschool district and put into a behavioral like re remedial school where i had to like work my way out um and at that point, uh, I did not, I did not take that very, very well. Uh, I, again, it got, it got worse before it got better. I started seeing a therapist, uh, there and, you know, they, at the school, I mean, it, it's for, for the issues I had and the kids that I met there, um, that place was definitely needed. I mean, it gave me the building blocks of what I needed to to start what I eventually started doing that made me where I am today. And uh but while it got worse, I I did end up, you know, disobeying everything that was happening once I started going there. Uh, and I ended up going, going to juvie, uh, once, once I was there, uh, because they, they did inform my father that, you know, he is not, he is not behaving. And like, again, this, at this time, I'm like, I'm like pushing 350. Um, so I mean, you know, it's not like I'm some little punk kid, like I'm, I'm some kid that you would think is just like going home playing video games and eating, which I was doing, but I was also just like causing the most trouble you could even think of. Um, and so, you know, I did that and and as as everything continued, I I continued eating um about a year after about a year after that and making that my way to find comfort and then i started i started leaning into it a little bit um so like at like middle of 16 i i started wanting something more than i had uh of what i was of what I was finding myself in every turn I was taking because that's all I was doing. And so I started crash dieting. Like it was just, 
I mean, I wouldn't call it crash dieting. I would, I would say I was pretty determined. I mean, I started, so like it started in the summer to where I, I would wake up, uh, at like 11 AM I'd work out to like 2 PM. I would stay up till like 1 a.m., work out again, go to bed, and then wake up and do that all over again. And I did that the entire summer. Um, and through that entire summer, I lost like 70 pounds. Um, and like that was that was the lowest weight I had seen myself in a long time. And like it was the most accomplished I ever felt. Like I did something. Like I was actually putting an effort and seeing results, which I was never used to because I never did that. <laughs> I didn't put effort into anything. Um, and then, then I met somebody um, that, that I found some comfort with uh, and we pretty much grew into a codependency. Um, and this codependency was in the worst places of all. It was on online. So, I mean, it was on, it was just, it was just online where I'd be going home and sitting there all day, all night, you know, with them. And whatever I needed to do was in, in the 10 by 10 foot radius of my room and that was it. That was life for like the next six years. And I just went job to job. I didn't have any aspiration to want to find anything better or do anything. I became content and I didn't, I didn't want to have anything after that. And that, that was the biggest problem, I think, that I didn't want anything after that because I didn't, I didn't think it mattered. Um, and that's, that's just from all the negativity that I was in and kept myself in for so long that, like, I just became nihilistic, I believe that's the word, or a nihilist, where, like, it was just... It was just, yeah, everything, everything has no purpose because it's all going to end. But that, that is so not the case. Like that is not, that is not like it is, it is going to end, but that's not the point. The point is to, to grow and build and be the best you can do, not for yourself, but for the world. And and that's what I wasn't seeing and that's what I didn't have. And I was expecting that I needed it from somebody um, in my life instead of looking at myself for it. Um, so after those, you know, after those six years, of course, having a codependency like that, uh, that didn't go well. Uh, that, that ended badly. Um just because of the toxicity and I was a complete narcissist from everything I had been through from the life that I had been in um, and just the 
family life around me. I mean, I was not, I was not a pleasant, good person. Um, and everything made me bitter. I, I ended up after that, um, hitting, what was it? I believe at that, after, like after that six years, which, cause like I didn't, I didn't pay attention to my health at all. Um, after that point, um, I gained all that weight that I lost in the summer back, uh, over like the next year and a half after that, uh, well, during, during that six years. Um, and then I got up to like 500 pounds, um, I believe. And I never, I, I didn't keep a timeline of any of this, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, but that I would say after, after high school, which at like 18, 19, um, I was in the 400s. So I had lost, I'd lost and then gained some, um, gained some of what I, well, gained all of what I've lost and then some, um, and I know I had 500 because I, I, I still had some friends that for some reason saw, saw the nice person that I was and like that I wanted something better, but I was unwilling to do anything and they hung around, um, and like, they would try to push me to go to the gym and do things. Um, and I weighed in at the gym and it was like five, five twenty. Um, and I remember going to my best friend and I was like, Hey man, guess what I weighed in? And, uh, I was like, yeah, five, over 500 pounds. He's like, that's, ri that's ridiculous. Like he, like you don't look at, but like, you know, that's not good. Right. Like you, that, like, what are you doing? And I was like, I, I don't even, I don't even know if I care. Um, and I think of that after that, I lost about like 40 or 50 pounds. Um, and then again, I got, I, I got handed a job, um, that I didn't really earn. Um, because I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't be anywhere if I didn't have some of the good people that I've met along the way that saw what I couldn't see in myself to be there for me. Um, so I ended up getting a job that p paid me the most I'd ever made at the age of 23. Um, really good. Great. You know, great benefits, uh, great pay, great opportunity. And, um, I ate, I ate all of it away. I, I took every cent that I made and I put it into the food I was going to eat and the lifestyle that I was living of living in my room. And so my days would consist of waking up miserable in the morning, struggling to get out of bed, um, to get dressed, um, go to work, be miserable there and make sure other people knew I was miserable 
and say it and like instead of putting the blame on what I was doing it was on everything and everyone else of why I was miserable and that just that just made me more miserable because I knew it was a lie like I knew I knew I was lying to myself and I knew I was lying to everybody but I wasn't ready to confront that yet I wasn't ready to confront that all of this was because of me and my lack of doing anything about it. Um, and of, I ended up, I ended up getting the 620 pounds once I, it was, it was the summer of 2017 while it was the, it was the second year, um, into this job. And I ended up going on leave because I had a mental breakdown. Um, and I got put on leave. I had to go see a doctor, which was the first time probably in about five, six years since I saw one. Um, and I stepped on the scale and it read 620 pounds. Uh, at that point... I I had no idea. I was just grasping at like what do I do? What um we with the the doctor, the do, like the doctor didn't know how to address it because I mean I was there. I was there because of my mental break for my depression and everything, you know, and I'm I'm sure she didn't want to bring up, "Hey, your weight <laughs> you know, cause that would have just been, even though that's what it was like that, that's exactly what it was. And, um, while, while that was happening, um, and I was going through the therapy to get back to work and out of leave. And, um, I went and I saw, a doctor to start looking into options for weight loss surgery. And we looked into those options and I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. I just, I just thought, Hey, if I'm not fat, everything will change. Like I was basing, I was just basing everything off of that. And so I started that process and a few months down the road, um, I decided I just didn't want it. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I just wanted, I wanted nothing. Uh, I was, I was at a point where I just wanted to be done, uh, with everything. Um, and like since since that point in third grade where I wanted to take my own life, um, that that was always a thought in my mind. Um, and it's never really went away. Um, so while I was holding on to that, um, I was just waiting for it to happen. And I was living like that was that that was what I wanted. Um, once 
once I once I let that go for the remainder of that year, um, October hit, and I I I became so so angry um, with that and like just outwards to everybody um, that I I got fired from that job. Uh, because I was just, I was, I shouldn't have been there. Like, I mean, it just, I was not contributing anything anywhere. And they finally called, called me out on it. Uh, because like, I wasn't like, I wasn't going to take my own life, but I wanted to, I wanted it to end. And... <sighs> And like after after that, I I had nothing. Like it just all fell into the fact. Like, okay, I'm 28. I have like no skill sets other than customer service, and that's it. Because I haven't wanted to live. But then I realized, like, I haven't really lived. Like, I haven't really done anything to be like, there is no other option. Um, and that really started clicking. Uh, so at, at the end of October, um, I just fell into a deep depression. I couldn't eat. Um, I lost, I lost weight. Um, I I went into massive debt, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, I was already in debt because the way I was eating, I was just charging everything to my cards, being all like, oh, hey, I'll pay that off when I get my paycheck. And then I would eat what I'd get in my paycheck. So it just, it was just a continuous cycle of, of never, <laughs> never doing anything to make anything better. Um, I, I let that click and I let that sit in and I sat in my, in my sadness, like, and I, I started bombarding myself with like all these negative thoughts that I've had about myself and life to come to the realization, like, yeah, that I've never, I've never lived any other way to say that life is the problem. And so at that point I ended up I ended up trying to go clothes shopping like in January uh with my sisters um and we couldn't find clothes that fit me. We we couldn't find anything. Like I had I had wore a pair of jeans uh probably since like 2 years after high school. Um it was, it was just, it was, it was all bad. And like, uh, um, then March came around and that's when I started the mental preparation of everything that has led me to lose the 261 pounds I've lost so far. 
um, by by completely changing, you know, my mindset of what what I believe I need to be doing to make a life I want. And that's exactly what it is. Like, it needs to be what I am doing to make the life I want um, and not just let it happen. Because, yeah, because that's all I was doing. I was just letting it all happen to me. And I, I, I one, I want to let you, I want to let you catch your breath for a second. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to let you, because I, I, I didn't want, I, did, I, I, but I didn't want to cut off anything you were saying, man. Because I, I think there's some real powerful insight there into, you know, letting us know what you went through, you know, and and uh, you know, a couple of things that you know really stood out to me is like I think one of the key things that I, I think you realized because you, you were you were starting to talk about this that we can. You know, especially as a kid, when we're going through things like a divorce and, you know, the challenges, you know, your, uh, you know, your attempt on your life and, and going through those things as a kid, you, we're not equipped or taught how to handle any of that. And just as like even the adults going through those things aren't taught to deal with it, but then to be a kid and to not have, you know, the, the, the normal signposts of, of the adults in your life saying, no, come in this direction, no, come in this direction, you know, having to find your way through that alone is is a challenging, incredibly difficult thing. And so it makes sense to me to hear you talking about, you know, what was initially a, a comfort mechanism for you, food, eventually becoming something that in many ways took over because it was all you knew, you know, could bring you those feelings and could bring you to that place. And, you know, and now even kind of fast forward to, you know, what you were just saying, you know, this idea that you weren't living life, you were existing. I, I, I relate to that a lot. Like I think about, you know, how I used to live when I was living my life at 540 pounds. And like you, you were saying, spending every penny that I got on food because there w- I didn't even have interest in anything else. There was nothing else I wanted to spend money on, like, because I didn't know anything else. And I, I think that's, you know, I, I don't want to say like, it's, a formula adds up to bring us there, but I think it does in some ways. Like I I think, you know, especially having that association with those feelings and that comfort when you're so young, it's one of those things. It's like, it's almost like it it affects your development as a person. Like it affects your ability to develop, to go through those normal, those quote unquote normal things that you see other people going through, or you were to sit down with people now and talk about kind of the touchstone moments of their life. And you look at your own life and don't see them there because there were other things going on, you know, and other things took yeah. precedence. Yeah. Like, you know, people want to be like, Oh, I remember the time I took Sadie Hawkins to the dance. And I'm like, yeah, I remember my first bag of Doritos. Right. <laughs> like, it's just so different. And like, you can't like, like I have, I have some pretty good support in my life, but like there comes the points where like, I need to talk to somebody about those feelings and I try to go to those supports and like, they don't understand like, and they don't know how to relate. And like that, that hurts sometimes, especially when you want those people that you want to understand and be there for you. And they can't. No, I think that makes, 
it makes complete sense to me, you know, and maybe it's not good that we can relate on that level, you know, for either of us, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's one yeah. of those, it's one of those things I'll, sometimes I'll post things on Instagram, you know, with, you know, kind of where I was going through at a certain point in my life. And when someone messages me and they say, I really relate to that, my immediate thought is, oh my God, I feel so bad that you can relate to that. Like, <laughs> you know, I yeah. don't, I don't want you to say I understand, you know, I don't want someone to understand, you know, what I'm talking about. Like, so I think that makes sense, man, that you want that connection, but never had the, the experiences that build that connection, you know, never had that, that life experience. So then you find yourself older and in that place of realization, I need more, you know, I need, I don't, I need more from life than those, this 10 by 10 room. I need more from life than every penny I have going towards, you know, another bag of Doritos, you know, another meal. It, uh, it 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 is amazing like and i don't um i don't so like i i do i've been doing a lot of listening to jordan peterson um and it, like some of his things are just so eye opening and the the one thing that caught me the most is like his him talking about like you know the the relationship of like how peter pan and how that how that is like life for us in regards to like you know he is not wanting to grow up like and who wants who wants to be who wants to be that person who doesn't want to grow up but like he also says like you know he's a child though so like his potential is limitless and like that's the thing right we have so much potential when we're young of what we can do if we choose to accept it. But like, if we don't, and if we're just accepting what we know, like that, that's where we're going to get stuck for so long. And then once we get there, once we get to this point of like, okay, I want to be better. You have so much more that you're going to need to work on than just the main problem itself. For sure. It's like, it's like a massive game of catch up. You yeah. Know? It's like, okay, how do I take, you know, this 20 plus years of experience that I need to somehow get and condense that so I can get to the place that I want to be in? Dude, so much. Yep. <laughs> that, that is exactly it. Like every day, like I'm like, I try to, I try to put into words, like how, like how I feel so like anxious and stressed about everything I'm doing to make sure I'm staying consistent and like, and doing what I need to be doing to make the changes that I know are eventually going to feed into the future that I want. But then there is so much that is being added on as I take those steps forward that are also making it so much more difficult. And one of the things that I I came to realize, and I don't know if this is something that you can relate to or not, was because I used food so intensely to handle emotion and for comfort and to numb myself for so long, that when I did move into that place of not using it for that anymore, it's almost like you you have to learn how to deal with those strong emotions that other people have had the other, longer opportunities to develop the skills to handle. Oh yeah, I mean, and that just that leads. I mean, so that's where I've been. You, 
So, I mean, you, you followed me on Instagram a while. I followed you on Instagram a while. Um, I, yeah, I mean, lately that's, that's where I've been struggling is finding that, finding that, okay, what am I doing now? Um, and like, I, like, I, I kind of see myself on the opposite side of the spectrum with food now where like, I am, I am so emotionally stressed and worried and I don't, I don't want to eat now because I'm terrified of that, that, that response I'm going to get in my head. Like, oh, this is comforting. This is good. I'm happy here. Make, make this stay. And yeah, so I mean, that, that is just a whole nother side of the spectrum once you start it. Well, it's like you've discovered what was causing the problem, but you can't avoid the thing that was causing the problem. Yeah. Like you can't, it's like one of those, it's because I think the, the alcoholism and the drug addiction metaphors are not clean in terms of like saying it's the same thing as dealing with food. But I think the, the piece that, that does resonate is you can live the rest of your life never having alcohol again. Yeah. You can live the rest of your, right. You have to, at some point, (laughs) you have to, at some point every day, you know, for the most part, every day you're facing that, you have to face that demon again, you know, and it it has to be, it's a, so it's a battle that you, you can't avoid, you know, as much as we might want to sometimes, you know, as much as, you know, I, I think many of us have had, you know, the, the fantasy of, well, couldn't I just, can I, can I just be locked away in a room for a couple of years, you know, sedate me and starve me and wake me up when, <laughs> wake, wake me yeah. up when the, when the scale on the bed reads this number, um, you know, as insane <laughs> as that pleasant. probably sounds, there's probably some people listening <laughs> who are like, that sounds insane. And I'm like, there are more people that I've had that discussion with who are like, oh my God, yes. You know, if yeah. that if that were possible, I would totally do that. And it's like, well, I mean, why wouldn't that be an option? Like, if you if you think about it, I mean, they put people in medical comas all the time for other reasons. Uh, I mean, considering that for weight loss, I mean, well, I think I think you deal with there <laughs> or would the be, negativity. There would be of... intense muscle muscle atrophy, uh, and yeah, you know, probably yeah. need breathing apparatus. You know, there's a lot. There's a... <laughs> There, I'll we'll have a side conversation. I would Will. like There's having a this lot conversation. of reasons. There's a lot yeah, of reasons yeah. <laughs> why that shouldn't be an option. But I don't, and I don't want to get away from you know, kind of hear people hearing because you know you you dropped the bomb towards the end there of of being down 261 pounds. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. let's. You had to you had to make a you you brought us through so much you know and I honestly really appreciate your openness with with what you were dealing with and you so you had all of that that you were facing. But you, you realize you needed to make a change. Like, what what do you think allowed you to start that path, like, to get moving? Um, so, I, I have, so, I have my stepsister, um, and my sister, um, and... My stepsister ended up moving away, um, like, I don't know, I'm not 100% sure when, 
Um, but it was, we were, we lived together for quite some time and then she ended up moving away. We didn't really have a great relationship. I mean, I didn't really have a relationship with anybody again. Like when I say I shut myself away, like I, I barely spoke to family. Like I didn't speak to anybody really about anything. Um, and so, I mean, there, there was really nothing there. Um, but something, something occurred, um, to where I, I started, I one day had a phone conversation with my sister, uh, my stepsister. Um, and like, we talked for like two hours and this is when she was still living, uh, away where she moved to. Um, and it was great. Like, I don't, I don't ever recall enjoying conversation like I had at that point. Um, and that, that was weird. Like, I didn't know how to take it. I didn't know what it meant or anything. And like, I'm somebody that like, I, I like to know what, what things mean and like where they're going. And like, I, I like to have things planned out. Um, <laughs> um, and like, it, it's kind of bad, but I, I'm working on it. <laughs> um, but um, she ended up moving back home and she started, she, she just, she pushed, she pushed something that, that made me see I needed to do something. And there was also the realizations I was hitting of me witnessing the behaviors that I was having with food was exactly like the behaviors I've seen in my father all my life with his drinking. Um, and I, I despised that. Like, I mean, when, when I would come home from school and he would be hung over the couch or passed out on the floor or, you know, there were just so many instances, ah, instances of things that like, I, I, I didn't even know if he, if he would be alive, you know, some days. And getting up to 620 pounds and doing those same actions, but with something that like I needed to sustain life. Like I didn't, I didn't see any way out. Like I was all like, I got to work my way through that. Like I gotta, I gotta do that. But my stepsister, Heather, she, she was there like, and she started making things uncomfortable. And then the same thing with her girlfriend, cat, like they, they were there and they made, they made the situation that I was in that I was just letting be, um, known that it wasn't okay, that that's not how life is supposed to be or how it's supposed to go. Um, and she's like, what can I do to help you? Like, what do you like? How about like, what, what do you need? And, um, she, uh, 
She talked me into going to an uh, Overeaters Anonymous meeting. Um, and I went to one of those, and that was all I needed. That, that opened my eyes very much, um, and I've never been, like, a religious person in the sense, um, but I mean, I'd... I'd never allowed myself to think of the possibility that something I couldn't see to know as true could help. Um, but it did. And just that, you know, that was my first interaction with people that were struggling with the same things I was. Um, but it also it also made me realize that like i i wasn't eating because i wanted to eat i was eating because i wanted to feel something um and i no longer wanted to get that through food Um, and I started feeling, feeling that being filled, um, with my sister, uh, and with Kat and, uh, and opening, opening myself up more to the people that were wanting to be in my life that were seeing the good and the possibility that I had to do something more than I was doing. And then one of my one of my uh, one of my close family friends, uh, Tim, he uh, he started taking me to the gym to the Y, uh, and I slowly started riding a uh, I forgot what it was called, um, like it was, it's a recumbent bike, you know, for those morbidly obese. But yeah, that's that was my jam for from six twenty to like you know pretty much pretty much 500 pounds um that's what i that's what i used um and it just started being like it just started being like you know a 3 days a week thing to a 4 days a week to a going to a bigger gym and joining another one that had a pool and swimming and and you know it before before i even started that like you know it was it was a few months that i mentally i mentally worked through everything and while i was mentally working through everything i started changing my like the eating habits uh you know what i was eating instead of you know drive going through the drive through ordering pizzas um I, you know, I, I, I started, I started doing my own research into diets. I, I started looking into intermittent fasting. That was like one of the first things that I started implementing. Then I started looking into keto. Um, and then I went keto for a little bit. And while I, I was doing more research, 
you know, I, I wanted to implement the things that were going to lead to the results that I wanted in the end. So while I was learning about keto and learned about, um, uh, the word slips my mind. Um, but, uh, I just, I, <laughs> I want to, there, there's something, there's something that happens when you're in ketosis and when you fast, uh, that eats away like the excess underneath skin autophagy autophagy. Yep. Thank mm. you. That was slipping my tongue. Man. No worries. <laughs> I was like, let's play, <laughs> let's play weight loss bingo. What's the word? Describe yeah, it. Yeah. We're playing, we're on, a, we're on a, we're on a game show now, man. Yeah. Um, and so like, you know, doing the research on that and figuring it out, like, I've, I found joy in it. Like I start, I've, I've like, I've started finding, like, I've honestly feel I've started finding like real purpose to what I want to eventually be doing with my life. Once I, once I'm through this and like, that means I need to start building on it while I'm going through this because that, that's the thing. Like you can't, you can't expect you can't expect it to be easy while you're doing what you need to do to change things because it's not going to be easy every time. Like you can't expect things to go smoothly. Um, and that's, and that's what, you know, that's what I'm all about. And like, um, like through that mental journey, that's where, that's where 620 to life came from. You know, my name, that's where, that's where building will, you know, is, is from because every day that's what I was doing. I was literally doing it. I was rebuilding myself and building the willpower to, to continue on every single day. Like that's, that's what I found. And that's what I started making happening started making to <laughs> yeah no it's okay man it's okay you're using a lot of words so i don't want to yeah. I'm, I'm i'm running you dry i'm running you a little dry there it's okay so man like that's you know it's like the discovery of you know new thing discovering life and what you want and those those are powerful things that you know i think are incredible driving forces and obviously are giving you this this bolster you know not just not just to try and fail again but you know just to see you know you're making some real significant change and you know we, we've spent a, a lot of time talking about kind of like the life you were well the life you weren't living for lack of a better term you know what what is happening for you in life now that are that are things you never thought were going to be possible or one of the new discoveries that you're making um, <laughs> one of the, yeah, that's, so the other day, I, when we were gonna, when we were gonna first have our original conversation, um, my sister had texted me and asked me what I was doing that day. And, uh, <laughs> I, I responded, let me, let me see, uh, I was all like, I was all like, yeah, I have a, I have a, I have this thing I'm recording for. Um, I have a testimonial for Katie, which is uh, somebody I work with who used to be my dietitian, who like also 
uh, I go see and like do hypnotherapy with, uh, which is amazing. And I highly recommend it if anybody listening has thought about it or heard of it. It's not about making you quack like a duck. You don't lose self-control. It's, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, she is, she is starting like her own business within that. And like, uh, she actually had me come and speak with her at one of her, one of her discussion panels, uh, which is something I never thought I would do. I mean, and when that conversation happened, she was like, Hey, would you want to come speak for like 10 minutes? I was like, I'm not ready. She's like, what do you mean? You've lost 250 pounds. I was like, well, I mean, I suppose so <laughs> that, um, I mean, just, just seeing that, seeing that text of what my day was going to be like was mind blowing to me that it's, that it's everything that I have set out to change and do since I've started. And like that, that was just so, that was just so amazing to me. And it like, it, it, it it brought me to the moment because I lose I lose track of staying in the moment so often. Um, but those those are the things you need to see. Those are the things you need to remember. Like that you 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 probably never thought you were going to be right here. You probably even never thought about this moment, but here you are. And it's completely different from anything that you thought possible when you thought nothing was possible. And so what, no, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were... No, no. Yeah. And that, that to me, like mm. I, I, that, that's what I, that's what I want every day. Like, cause, and it's difficult for me to remember those, but I mean, that's, for like anybody listening, like those, those are the moments you have to recall, like when you, like, it's so easy to remember everything good that's going on when things are okay, when, when things aren't okay. I think I got that back. Oh. <laughs> it's so easy to forget everything good when it's bad. But I mean, those are the most vital times to remember it. And like I like I have little <laughs> well I don't. Somebody that I have recently met has started making sure that I put little things in my day to remind me of that. Um and I feel that's vital. Like that that is vital to stay on track um with where you want to be headed so you don't get caught in those moments and let them drag you down any further than you need to go. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense, Will. And so, where? Let, let's dive into that then, man. Where Where is Will headed? Um. So right now, um, <laughs> today was my first day uh, of starting a job with Menards. So that is where I'm at as of right now. Um. Uh, starting next summer. Uh, the plan is to be starting class uh, for health and wellness uh, so I can start, you know, actually becoming uh, 
formally educated and accepted <laughs> by those uh, who are in the fields of of health and wellness. Uh, because I have had some pretty bad experience with my current doctor that I see um, in regards to wanting to stick with his own ways of feeling how weight loss should go and why weight gain occurs. Um, and I just feel like my, my I'm, I'm, I don't think my, I'm finally starting to believe that my experience is, is worthwhile is worth something to be heard and said to help others because it is helping me and i want to i want to build on that i want to get better at that and one day i want to i want to be known for that i think that sounds i i i think that sounds incredible man and i, I have no doubt that that's the life you're going to achieve now that you know that life is important. And what what I, I'm curious about, Will, it, so if there's someone listening to the show who is in the shoes that you were in, you know, when you were in that 10 by 10 room, when you, you saw life from that nihilistic point of view, what do you think is the message that that person needs to hear? Um, you know, that, like, even though I am, I'm receiving encouragement, not, not just from myself, but from others, and I have so many people supporting me and saying I'm doing great, um, like, there are still setbacks, and there are still delays in reaching your goals, and those those are part of it like all of that is going to be part of going to the getting to the end goal and nothing nothing is about just getting to the end right nobody nobody like i listen to a lot of alan watts right like no music is made for just the ending to be made right it's it's all about what's happening to the ending and that's what you have to enjoy that's where you have to find that everything is okay and it doesn't mean that things are okay it doesn't mean that life is handing you rainbows and happy days back to back because that's not going to happen and to expect that that's going to happen means you're going to be let down a lot um, you have to be prepared and be building on yourself every day to take on those days the best you can. And if you do get knocked down, you're ready to get back up tomorrow because you're not going to let it go into tomorrow. I think that's an important thing for people to not just hear, but to, to put into practice, you know, and to actually kind of embrace that, that piece, man. So I, I, I appreciate you sharing. Not just, I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Not just, not just your journey, man, but your, 
the lessons learned from it, I think, are really important because I think too often we can look back and get stuck in the past. And, you know, a lot of people, you'll, you'll talk to people and there's, you know, we, we get stuck in blaming what has happened to us before for what happens to us tomorrow. And, yeah. and I think finding that way to get present and then be able to see that there can be a tomorrow and that you can build on that. And you can build on what came came yesterday. You don't have to just take what happened yesterday as the end all be all of, of what defines what comes forward is is just really an important lesson, I think, for all of us, but one that you are showing, you know, live in real time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and that's the thing, like what you're what you're looking for, like, is what you're going to get. I mean, but it's also about what are you wanting to make that like is that is that what you want it to be like the negativity of it or are you wanting to see it be better so will i one i want to say thank you for for what you've taken us through already and i want to give you the chance if there's anything that, that you've been thinking about or that's, that's come through to you in your journey that you haven't had a chance really to talk about yet today? Um, yeah, I, you know, we touched a little bit on it about hitting the other side of that spectrum um, about like how I, I ate food to get those emotions. Now I'm feeling like I am, I'm worried to eat because of those emotions I'm feeling. Um, and, you know, as I haven't, I haven't been as active um, online very much, but I've been posting some things here and there just of my days and what I'm doing because I do, I started, I mean, I didn't start every, like this online thing with the best intention of doing it for myself. I did it because I was all like, I want to make sure that nobody else gets to 28 at 620 pounds, like, and not even those same circumstances, but the situation of just feeling helpless and lost and no hope and just wanting it all to be over with. Um, but I, I am, I'm working through that other side of the spectrum. Like these days, like I, I am hitting, like I've, I've replaced eating with going to the gym, like far too much. Right. And that's, and that's something you got to watch out for. And like, because, because of how self-aware I became with how I was eating and what I was doing and emotionally shutting myself off, I'm able to recognize that before it becomes a problem. And like, you have to, you have to stay vigilant on this, like on this, I don't, I mean, I say journey in regards to, because this is life. Like there are going to be multiple different things you go on. Like, I, I don't feel like this is weight loss and this is part of the journey that I'm on because I let weight become a problem. But you have to stay vigilant, like, because other things will become a problem because we don't correctly know how to handle these things and the emotional response we need to have. And so, yeah, just, just stay vigilant guys and make sure you recognize and be honest with yourself when you start 
seeing that there's a problem somewhere and have somebody that's going to be able to be honest with you and say that because that's what that's what that's that's what got me off guard somebody very close to me said will you know you seem a lot happier posting what you do online than you are right now and like i never wanted that like i i wanted like I wanted so much to like stay up front and like, but the other part of me that is still working on something, like I don't, I don't want to, I, I worry about me putting something out there that I'm struggling with that is going to bring negativity to somebody. And I know that that's an error in thinking and what I'm doing because I'm assuming that how I respond to things is how anybody else is going to respond to it. And that's not right. Right. Yeah. So what do you, so I, I don't want to kind of put you into this, this on the spot place with it. Oh no, you're good. But looking at like, (laughs) looking at the, you know, kind of, I do think there's something there to talk about with, you know, with your feelings, you know, the way you, you talk about going in the other direction with food and, I think there's a real awareness there with seeing replacing one addiction with another is a, is a trap. I think a lot of people fall into. And I, I think it's something that we, we fall into because we have to, it's the, the pathways we've built in our brains. We set them up and then we don't really, you can't really change that. Like it's hard to change those. It takes a lot of long, intense work to really kind of change the way our brains operate. So it becomes easier than to find something else to kind of fill that space which we had done already with food. You know, we had already filled the space with food already and you take it away and you got to find something else to fill it. Like, what do you think are going to be, are the things you're doing that are going to help you find the the place of balance when it comes to food that you need to be able to live the life that you want to leave, leave, live. (laughs) Um, I... And it's okay to not know the exact answer to that. Like, I, I, yeah, I think that's yeah, a question gonna... we all struggle with. <laughs> no, so, I mean, I... <sighs> I would have to say, so, like, I still struggle with talking, with talking to people, uh, with... I mean, don't well, don't get me wrong, like the Instagram community is phenomenal and great and there are so many people who are doing such amazing things. Um but like of the things that like I hope to see and the things that I want to change that are around my life, I don't know if it's hopeful thinking or if it's too grand of thinking. Um but like I can't tell you the last time that like I had a conversation with somebody and we just randomly started talking about somebody and how well they were doing, like how great like they are doing and like just talking them up without even them needing to be around or, you know, like that rarely happens. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why. And, like, I enjoy that. Like, I want to talk about, like, how good everybody is doing. And so, like, that's what I'm about these days. And, like, I I have started putting people around me 
that are doing that. And like, don't get me wrong. It's extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> like it, it, it makes me feel awkward when, you know, somebody that I have just met tells me that I'm amazing and worth everything I'm doing. Cause I'm like, what? Um, but like, I know that that's what's needed. Like that, that, that is what I need to hear because I've, I don't believe it myself. Right. Like, and I know it's 100% on me to believe it. Like I don't expect anybody to fix that for me. I have to do that. And that's all going to be on me. And so, I mean, it's honestly right now I'm adjusting every aspect of my life, like the people, um, which is a major part. And like, that's one of the biggest struggles, right? Because there, there are people you care about and people, you know, care about you, but you know, when, when it's not feeding into what you need right now to get where, you know, you need to be going because that's what you want. Like it's difficult. Like it's, it's a struggle. Um, and so it's learning, it's learning patience, not just with myself, but with others. Um, and it's not that, you know, it's giving people not the benefit of the doubt, but like the room to understand, like, I want to listen before I come to the determination that like that person isn't good for me. Right. Like why, why are they having the thoughts that they're having about, this and like are they open to a different rational way of thinking um because that's what i want like i don't ever want to close my mind off to the way to the way that i can perceive somebody and so that's that's what i'm that's what I'm like encompassing around myself mm -hmm. to make sure that, uh, that I have the best, the best possibilities to stay, to stay heading in the direction I want. Well, I, I think that's important and it's powerful. Like it's one of those things where there are times where, it does come down to realizing that for our own safety, not you know, and not safety like hanging off a cliff safety, but for the security of what we're trying to achieve, you know, we do, we only have so much energy and we only have so much time and making sure that that, that time and energy is, is focused into a place that helps us move forward and allows us to do that supporting other people doing, you know, whether they're on the, they don't have to be on the same exact journey, but we're giving, we're giving back as much as we're getting, you know, is, is a powerful thing. And when you, when you find, you know, you're communicating with someone that you were getting that from before, and it's not something that's, that's that mutual benefit anymore. It can be really hard to say, you know, even just to ourselves, you know, I, I need to move on from this, but I think it happens. And, and I think it's, it's a part of that growth process. Yep. That is, that is definitely part of the growth. 
Because, I mean, you're either going you're either going to grow into that and accept it. And it doesn't mean you like, like, and I think that's the, that's one of the hardest things I struggle with is understanding that it doesn't mean that they no longer need to be somebody in my life, but Mm -hmm. it just means that I need to, I need to not, not be so in, in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think that makes complete sense, man. So, Will, I, we've been through a lot together tonight, this afternoon. Whatever, whatever time zones we're in, man. <laughs> uh, so I just really, I, I want to appreciate you really kind of taking us in. Like, there, it, there's a lot of times on this show where, you know, a part of a person's story is like getting into like the physical nitty gritty. But I, I think we've, we've talked a lot more about the mental journey that, you, that you've made, you know, in terms of also the journey of the purpose of your life. And I, I think that's going to be a powerful lesson for people. So I just really appreciate you taking the time to be able to share it with everyone. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, I am. I am so glad I reached out, man. I, I, yeah, I appreciate you having me on and wanting to speak with me. And, uh, yeah, I totally had no idea me just reaching out and being like, Hey, can we do, can we do this? You'd be Mm -hmm. like, yeah, (laughs) you know, I'd have done it. I'd have done it a little bit ago, but I think, I think it was just the right time. No, for sure, man. And that, that's usually the way it happens in life. I think. (laughs) So, Will, I know we, we just spent some time talking about not being as active on social media, but if there is someone out there who does want to kind of check in on this journey that you have shared and might be someone that wants to try to connect with you, what's the best way for people to do that? Um, yeah, so right now I have TikTok and Instagram up uh, at 620 to life, uh, 620 underscore 2TO underscore life. Um yeah, I'm I'm a you know way more active on Instagram. I you know post the videos I can on TikTok, um, and yeah, I will be I will be coming more active as I have I have started and been working on being more open mm-hmm. and upfront and accepting that just because I'm going through problems doesn't mean it's going to negatively impact others. Right. Well, I have appreciated what you, what you've shared so far, you know, following your journey, man. And, and even obviously tonight, and I'll make sure that the links to your profiles are in the show notes. And will you, you may be aware that I end every episode with, with five questions for each guest. Are you ready for your, your run through the fat guy five? Uh, let's go. Okay. So question number one, will, Tell us, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Ooh, uh, Chris Farley. Mm. Yeah, I gotta go Chris Farley. I mean, I am a big Chris Farley fan. Um, that would just be, that would make my day. There we go. That would make my day meeting him, yep. Nice. Question number two, man. What is one lesson being a fat guy has taught you? <laughs> um... Never judge a seat by its sturdiness look. Mm. Yeah. I think that's important. And I, I think some people, <laughs> I think there are people who have not experienced that in their lives. And, you know, and again, that's one of those things that I'm glad people haven't, but I can definitely say I understand where you're coming from with that man. For sure. For sure. Question number three, Will, what is one thing that you think someone out there listening who wants to get their journey started? can do today 
start writing down, start writing things down, start writing what your day looked like today and write down what you want it to look like tomorrow. That's going to feed into what you want. I like it. I love that, man. Will, tell us what is one thing about yourself? This is question number four for anyone keeping track at home with their scorecards out. What is, what is one thing about yourself that you love? I'm funny without even trying. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great, but it's, yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> well, we, we, we went, I think we went a little dark, deep tonight on the show, so we didn't get to get too far into that. Yeah. So maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll have to, well, it's maybe next, next summer when you get those classes started, we'll have you come back on and talk about what that's like. And we'll, oh yeah, we'll, we'll have it. I'll, I'll have you prep a little routine. No, I mean, no, I, you're saying that, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to put you on that spot, but I I, I get that, man. And I, I think anyone who follows your page would would see that that coming through as well. So I think that's awesome, man. And question number five, Will, what's one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? That is not health, fitness, or weight loss related. Ooh. Um, so I want to see the ocean. Mm. Uh, that I really wanted it to be this summer, but unfortunately with COVID. Um I, yeah, I've yet to see an ocean. I've yet to take a plane ride. Um, and that's, those are both things I want to be able to do within the next year. Um, my sister lives out in Oregon, so I'm hopefully going to be knocking those out sometime soon when I go visit her. Nice. That's awesome. And there's a slight irony to the fact that I will probably have to uh, edit out the sound of airplanes and the ocean from the background of this episode uh, when, oh. I'm, when I'm putting it together. Because <laughs> yeah, this... you're in Cali now, yeah, man. The, the ocean is loud tonight. Oh, it's been loud amazing. all. It's been loud all day today. We're a couple blocks away, and we we can't always hear it, but tonight and all day today, the tide has just been insane. So, and th- then there was just a plane that's... flying overhead. So there you go, man. That's a little synchronicity there for you. That's awesome. <laughs> It's coming. There we go. So, Will, I I have no doubt you're going to make those things happen, you know, along with these these other goals that you have as you're starting to really dive into living living life. So, man, I just want to say a big thank you one more time for coming on the show and, and sharing your story with everyone. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And everyone else out there, like I said, Will's information will be in the show notes if you want to connect with him. You can always find me on Instagram at GourmetGoesKeto. You can connect with me on Twitter at GourmetGoesKeto. I have the TikTok as well, but I'm not nearly as good at it as Will is. I don't think I've posted anything in months on there. Um, But hey, that's GourmetGoesKeto on there as well. Why not? If you are interested in one-on-one coaching from a holistic ketogenic nutrition perspective, we are still running that end-of-the-year sale, 10% off all coaching services at theketoroad.com slash coach-mike. We have some great, exciting new things coming at the new year, too, as well, with that coaching that's going to offer a different level of service and some new options. So check that out, everyone. And hey, go out there today and do something to amaze yourself, my friends, because you're pretty amazing people. And then come on back and catch us again on the Fat Guy Forum. Mm-hmm.